G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network weekdays from 10 a.m. Eastern. That's 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Summertime. We've been revisiting highlights from 2012. One of the events we talked about in depth was the Global Atheist Convention. It was staged in Melbourne and triggered a group of Victorian Christians to respond with a highly successful Reason for Faith Festival. We spoke to the festival's national spokesperson for a debrief after the festival to discuss the level of participation and excitement about the meaty topics highlighted during the Reason for Faith Festival. Dr. Greg Clark, who you may recognise as the CEO of the Bible Society Australia, is the national spokesperson for the festival, and he joined us to talk through the issues. Great to be with you. Greg, uh, the overall response that you got from believers in Victoria for the Reason for Faith Festival, I guess you were encouraged by that. It was encouraging. It's it's wonderful to uh, live in a society where we can talk so freely and easily about religion. And uh, on the one hand, you've got the atheists gathering together to celebrate reason, as they put it. Uh, on the other hand, this group of Christians got together to celebrate the faith that they have, which they think is entirely reasonable. The numbers were very good to all the events that we held. Well, I guess we're far enough out from the event for you to have a good overview of what happened, of course, so there was Easter, and then there was the Global Atheist Convention, and then the following weekend was the Reason for Faith Festival. Tell us, in your overview snapshot, what was the difference between the Reason for Faith Festival and what went on at the Global Atheist Convention? Well, it seems to me that one of the, the big differences was that the Reason for Faith Festival opened up discussion and heard from both sides and tried to take a very reasonable approach to the issues of religion, the issues of science, and all those very important questions that people have to ask. From what I could tell, the Global Atheist Convention was far more about name-calling and ridiculing those of faith, and there wasn't much room for dialogue as far as I could see at all. Isn't that something of a strength for the Christian position uh, when it comes to uh, the issues that atheism raises, is that Christians are prepared to talk about the issues, uh, to debate the issues, whereas perhaps there's a closeness on the side of the uh, atheists? It is often the case, unfortunately, although you, you will, of course, get Christians that are very unreasonable about things and just want to shout and wave banners. But by and large, I think Christians are very up for the discussion. We have confidence in Christ. We know that we can give a reason for the hope that we have. Uh, and so we're, we're very willing to engage with people from other positions. One of the strange things about new atheists, I feel, is how aggressive they feel they need to be against religion. And uh, they seem to protest a little bit too much in my way of thinking. Yes, it's a very religious way of actually conducting their uh, operations. It, it does seem like that. And sometimes those who are who were gathered at the event there, said it felt a bit like a church meeting just without the worship of God. 
Uh, it's the same sort of dynamic, I think. And one of the differences of the new atheist movement from old atheism is that they do want to get together and uh, and push for uh, what they see as as uh, good causes. So I, I think things have really changed as far as the uh, atheist agenda over the last hundred years or so. I mean, a hundred years ago, atheists were talking about nihilism and lack of values and uh, moving away from uh, Christianity in particular. Now the new atheists are talking about ethics and how they'd like to shape the world and what the good life looks like. And I can't help thinking that often they are actually building on the hard work that's been done by Christians over the many years to build a good society. So it's a little bit parasitic, if I can be so rude. All right. That is a... Let's come back to that parasitic word in just a few moments. But I wanted to just tackle some of the nuts and bolts as to what happened through the Reason for Faith Festival because uh, Tim Patrick was sharing with us that there were going to be uh, gatherings in hotels and community centres and all sorts of venues all around Melbourne that were going to give opportunity to... Uh, to have this discussion, this dialogue about these issues raised by atheism. Yes, that's right. I mean, one of the things that really delighted me about the Reason for Faith um, program is that the discussions are taking place out there in the public square where people are. Uh, Sometimes I think it's very hard for someone who's not religious to walk inside the doors of a church, even though they'd be very welcome and they'd... uh, They'd like a lot of what they hear and they'd be challenged by it and interested, but they're just not going to do that. And so the Reason for Faith Festival decided let's take the discussion out into the marketplace, out into the uh, workplaces of people of Melbourne or into the pubs or into places where you do your thinking, you do your chatting, where you meet your friends. And and that's a, a great venue to be able to think through the really important issues of life like whether there's a God and what it means to live the good life. It sounds to me like it has stirred up the emotions of people within local church contexts, and particularly in Victoria, but just from what I've been you know, personally monitoring about the uh, arrival of these new atheists in Australia and their television appearances and such things, but it certainly has struck a chord, and Christians all of a sudden have become a little bit excited. There's an extra skip in their step when it comes to, hey, we've got something meaty here to be able to discuss, and uh, something to hang our faith on when there's a little bit of opposition like this. I think that's right. I think it, um, it, it wakes you up a little bit. If you've been a bit complacent or a bit sleepy in your faith, then to be challenged, it, it makes you think about, hey, why do I believe this? And what is so good about being a Christian? And uh, what have been the benefits of knowing God through Jesus Christ? And, and it does. It kicks people along a bit. They think a bit more carefully about what they believe. They do a bit of reading. They chat with their friends. And they become even keener to share the message of Jesus because, frankly, it's a very, very satisfying worldview to hold. You know your sins are forgiven. You know that there's a future. You have hope. These are the the sort of outcomes of being a Christian. And so I think when someone challenges that, you're actually driven more and more to reflect on your own faith and to celebrate it. And that's exactly what I think we've seen around the the, uh, churches of Melbourne in the last few weeks, that there's been a a real energy to... um, make the most of being a Christian, and to offer Christianity to the society. I mean, we can sometimes think when events like this take place that you know, the whole world is turning atheist. It's just not true. It's a tiny portion of society that's getting a little bit more attention than they probably should. And I remember on Sunday morning when the Global Atheist Convention was on, I was actually preaching in church, and it just struck me that while there were 4,000 people gathered in Melbourne at the Atheist Convention, there were nearly 2 million Australians in church at that very moment. And so that that contrast of those who 
worship God, follow God, want to get together to celebrate their religion, it's much larger than the, the number who are calling themselves atheists at the moment. Greg, tell me about the speakers that you had involved with the Reason for Faith Festival because, uh, you know, I suspect that uh, opponents of Christianity who would be calling atheists uh, would be thinking that, uh, you know, they must be standing up some people who haven't got a clue. But uh, I noticed, you know, you're Dr. Greg Clark and there are lots of very well qualified, eminently qualified people to be able to uh, talk through the issues when it comes to addressing atheist concerns. Yeah, it's one of the myths that's often put out there by atheists is that smart people don't believe in God, and it's just not true. I mean, there are plenty of people who have studied hard in all sorts of disciplines um, and come to the view that actually believing in God is a very reasonable position to hold. So many of the events that were held uh, through the Reason for Faith Festival uh, featured prominent Christian scientists. The sciences is one of the areas where we're seeing these challenges arise about whether or not we can believe that this universe could be here all of its own without any uh, involvement of a god whatsoever. Now, the scientific committee is split on that. There are just as many professors of the sciences who believe in God as there are who are atheists. It's a, it's a split. Um, likewise, in fields like philosophy, it's often assumed that philosophy is all about coming to the view there is no god. That is not true at all. Some of the most eminent philosophers in the world are indeed Christians and see no conflict at all between their uh, rigorous philosophy and belief in God. In fact, sometimes their philosophical thinking leads them to be confirmed in their belief in God. So we had on our program a whole range of people, some of them academics, some of them society leaders, um, but all of them thoughtful people who've come to the view that Christianity really makes sense of life and uh, is satisfying and is totally intellectually defensible. Dr. Greg Clark is with us. Greg, stay with us because I want to pursue something you said in our conversation a few moments ago. You said that somehow or other there is a uh, image that is emerging that atheists are a little parasitic. I'll pursue that with you in just a few moments. Stay with us here on 2020. You're listening to the 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. We're back on this summer edition revisiting a conversation with Dr. Greg Clark, the national spokesperson for the Reason for Faith Festival, which was held in Melbourne early last year in response to the Global Atheist Convention. Greg Clark mentioned in the earlier segment that the atheist contingent tends to be a little parasitic when it comes to those it's attacking. Yes, I didn't mean to sound cruel, but um, rather to point out that um, a lot of the atheism that's being discussed is actually the kind of atheism you can only get if you've already got some Christian foundations to build on. To give you an example, I, I myself uh, got to have a wonderful dialogue um, with a chap called Chris Berg, who is a uh, political writer with the Institute for Public Affairs and a prominent atheist. And he admitted that the kind of atheism he practices is Christian atheism. We queried what that meant. He said, well, it's, a, it's an acknowledgement that the world that I live in has been built on the Christian worldview. The success of the sciences, the rise of the, the universities and schools, um, the welfare system, uh, politics. These are all things that have been greatly influenced by the Christian worldview. And we might not have got them, says Mr. Burke, who's an atheist, if we hadn't had Christian beliefs in, in the first place. 
Now, he's not a Christian believer himself. He thinks we've moved on from them. But I, my challenge is, well, if we got all these good things from the Christian worldview, maybe the Christian worldview itself was worth keeping. And maybe we wouldn't have got them at all if it hadn't been for the truth of Christianity. So much of the atheism that's practiced, I think, is drawing on earlier uh, thinking by Christian people. I just think there's no reason to move away from that solid foundation that we have in the Christian worldview. It raises a question in my mind that says, are we as Christianity, as the Christian church and all its different denominational forms, are we in fact an easy target for atheists? Well, we're certainly in most in most instances where um, not going to respond with violence to the things that are said against us. After all, we follow Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and to respond in violence would be just to be denying our own faith. Now, I hasten to add that some Christians sadly are violent when they uh, face opposition, and I wish they weren't. I think they're actually not acting as Christians when they do that. But it's true that Christianity is a very tolerant Worldview. We don't think people should be forced to become Christians. We don't coerce people into faith. And nor do we think that people who oppose Christianity should be punished for doing so. Um, so it's true that in Christian countries, you're going to get a much more favorable environment for promoting your atheism than you are in, in say, some other uh, countries where other religions are more prominent and might be less tolerant. Would it be fair to say too that uh, given that uh, the West or Western civilization really has had that Christian foundation and that it typically has been a wealthier civilization that it might be a good place to sell some books if you've got an alternate argument? <laughs> That's very cynical but also very perceptive and one of the things driving the new atheist movement is definitely book sales. Um, I do know for a fact that all of the uh, speakers, or many of the speakers at least, who came to the Global Atheist Convention were sent here with wonderful packages uh, by their publishers, and uh, a lot of promotion was put into it. I mean, everyone does that if they're trying to sell their books. It's not um, not necessarily evil, but it's certainly one of the things that tries that, that means the movement will be sustained because there's uh, some money to be made by those who, who benefit from uh, selling the, the atheist books on the religion bookshelves of our of our stores around the country. Greg, what does it mean for the future that you've had such a wonderful and successful Reason for Faith Festival? Is there a plan to have an ongoing uh, annual event or is it something that uh, you think would just reform if there was another global atheist event, uh, convention here? Well, we'll certainly sit down and work out what would be good to do next because um, but the way we pulled it off was to bring together a few significant Christian organizations like the Bible Society, the City Bible Forum, the Center for Public Christianity, and a few others um, to look at how we could work together to offer Christianity to the broader Australian society. So there'll be plenty of other opportunities to do that, and uh, we'd love to pick them up. But one of the things that strikes me is that there's a lot of... Uh, education that needs to take place for people to be able to consider Christianity seriously again. People's Bible knowledge is at an all-time low. Uh, just listening to the ABC radio this afternoon where they were talking about how people's use of biblical phrases is disappearing from the language because they just don't learn the Bible anymore. And I think that's true. And so there's a great need to put the Bible back into the centre of education for Australian people, whether that's in the schools, in the churches, or just in your general reading. And this year, 2012, is the uh, year of reading. So what better time to uh, 
to get people reading this central text of Western culture, whether they're believers or not. They really ought to know the Bible in order to have a grasp of why we have the kind of society that we have. So we want to do a lot of things along that line of, uh, of helping people get back into the Bible to consider the Christian faith and uh, stay tuned and we'll see what we can come up with. Well, we'll look forward to good things ahead and uh, certainly appreciate your overview of what went down in Victoria with the Reason for Faith Festival. Dr. Greg Clark is the CEO of the Bible Society of Australia. He's also the national spokesperson for the Reason for Faith Festival. And Greg, thanks for your insights. Been great catching up and let's do this again sometime in the future here on 2020. A pleasure. Love to. Thank you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.